There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 34 of They Walk Among Us, a podcast dedicated to UK true crime. For early ad-free access to episodes, visit patreon.com forward slash they walk among us. Listener caution is advised, as this episode contains adult themes and descriptions that some listeners may find distressing. In a school in Pontypreth, Wales, Christopher May sat peacefully playing a piano, oblivious to the firefighters around him. He continued to play as the flames circled, flames from the fire he had started. The arson was just one in a string of offences this former butcher would commit before being arrested for murder. Christopher May was born on December 23, 1964 in Pontypridd. He attended school in the local area but was a troubled young man. He was arrested at 14 for burglary and was later sentenced to an 18-month jail term for starting a fire at a Pontypreth school. May's first job was working part-time for Hadley's butcher shop. He initially packed sausages, but graduated to stripping the meat from animal carcasses. May was a fast learner and was eventually offered a full-time position at the butchers until it closed down 18 years later. 
After a number of jobs never settling and moving frequently, he found employment as a taxi driver before working in Newbridge Caerphilly as an employee at an electronics factory. May, now 31, moved to Cardiff during the mid-90s, and it was there he met and fell in love with his partner Tina. They moved in together and had two children but separated in 2002. In November 2010, after she moved to Kent, Tina sadly took her own life. It appears as though May had been in and out of work since the time of Tina's death. He moved into a flat in Andrews Court on Rickard Street, Pontypridd, in 2013. His days consisted of drinking in local pubs, and a favourite hangout was the Skinny Dog Public House on Broadway near the River Taff. Over the years, his drinking habits became excessive. He would sit in the Skinny Dog and consume between six to eight pints a day. Rebecca Williams, who served customers at the pub, seemed unaware of what Christopher May was capable of. She later spoke to Wales Online and recalled, I never had to say bad words to him in the pub or stop his drink. He has always been a gentleman. We used to have banter. I would call him Little Legs and I would give him lifts home from work. Described as a pleasant fella or a good laugh by his friends, a more unnerving picture was painted by a teenage barmaid at the Skinny Dog. Keris Richards described how Christopher May had twice made her feel uncomfortable with sexual advances. She said, He started talking to me about his love of redheads, how we were perfect and good in bed, which quite offended me. Keris Richards went on to say, It upset me and disturbed me that he was saying these strange things to someone who was young enough to be his daughter. On the evening of April 21st, 2015, Christopher May noticed an incredibly intoxicated woman with strawberry blonde hair in the smoking area of the skinny dog and tried to flirt with her. She joined him and his friends at a nearby table. Christopher May joked, If I buy you a few drinks, maybe you'll come home with me tonight? When sex was mentioned, the woman, who had a nervous disposition, made it clear she wasn't interested, stating, I'm not that kind of girl. May insisted he was joking and invited her back to his flat with the promise of more alcohol. The group left the skinny dog at 11.20pm. May and the woman headed to his flat to continue drinking. His friends went to a nearby kebab shop. They watched Christopher May and the woman walk towards Pontypridd Railway Station in the direction of May's home. When the pair arrived, they started drinking. In the early hours, Christopher May used his laptop to access YouTube and played the music video for the Westlife song Flying Without Wings. He then saw an opportunity to make sexual advances, which the woman rebuffed. Neighbours would hear a loud bang around 2.30am, but assumed it was May falling to the ground in a drunken stupor. Christopher May picked up his laptop 
which had been given to him by the Department for Work and Pensions to go on an IT course and to help him find employment opportunities. He used it to binge-watch pornography for a few hours, and then thought about how he would dispose of a body. One of Christopher May's neighbours saw him the following morning, and it was clear he hadn't slept. One of his friends who had been out drinking with him rang later that day at 3pm and teased May, saying, Oh, I'll have to buy a wedding suit with you being with that girl. May told his friend that the pair had a kiss and a cuddle at Pontypreeth Station, but claimed he went home, and the woman went the other way. Christopher May returned to work at the Grill Steakhouse on April 23rd. While washing pots, he told the manager that the scratches to his face were made by a pole that he had moved when building a wall for his parents. The manager of the Grill Steakhouse, Charlotte Lewis, would later say, I didn't think anything of it at the time, but when I got home, I thought it didn't make sense. With her shoulder-length strawberry blonde hair, 47-year-old Tracy Woodford was a slim woman and petite at just five feet tall. Born on February 13, 1968, she was described as a quiet and gentle soul. She lived in the village of Rudvelin, a short distance from Pontypreeth town centre. She spent most of her time with her family, principally with her mother and brother whom she lived with. Tracy struggled to find employment and apart from trips to collect her benefits or visit the local pub, most days she chose to stay indoors. She never ventured far. In 2013 she was cautioned for stealing a bottle of wine and received a fixed penalty for shoplifting. She had a history of depression which led to a dependence on alcohol. On Tuesday, April 21st, 2015, wearing jeans, a blue cardigan, and carrying a red bag, Tracy Woodford headed out to do her weekly shop. When she arrived in Pontypreeth Town Centre, she withdrew £100 from her bank account. She went to buy a ring from Cash Generator, a chain of stores that buys and sells second-hand goods. At 2.39pm she was seen going into the Tumble Inn Weatherspoon pub on Broadway next to the River Taff. She remained there for over two hours before heading to Alfred's Bar just off Taff Street. Outside she was captured on CCTV falling over. Once inside she appeared highly intoxicated, slipping off her bar stool a number of times. Just before 7.45pm she left and walked down Taft Street onto Broadway and entered the Skinny Dog Pub. She asked for a glass of Chardonnay but as she was highly intoxicated, Rebecca Williams, one of the bar staff, refused to serve her. Tracy was offered a soft drink, which she accepted. She was observed by Rebecca Williams struggling to unwrap the cellophane from her cigarette packet due to the alcohol affecting her dexterity. Tracy asked for a light and headed to the smoking area at the back of the pub. 
After speaking to one of the patrons, she sat down with him and two other men at their table. Tracy remarked that she was cold, so one of the men gave her his coat to avert the chill. The group left the skinny dog at around 11.20pm. A CCTV camera tracked her movements, but after she disappeared into the night, she was never heard from again. The following day, Wednesday, April 22nd, Trace's mother and brother grew concerned as calls to Trace's mobile phone were unanswered. It was uncharacteristic of her not to return home. Her social circle was small and she wasn't romantically involved with anyone at the time. A post highlighting her disappearance was added to missingpeople.org.uk. It read, Tracy, we are here for you whenever you are ready. We can listen, talk you through whatever you need, pass a message for you and help you to be safe. Call, text, anytime, free, confidential. The post then listed a number for her to contact. After Tracy's family informed the police of her disappearance, two detectives were sent out to track her last known movements and they were quickly led to the skinny dog public house and the man Tracy was with. On the afternoon of Friday, April 24, 2015, two police officers entered Christopher May's home in Andrews Court on Rickard Street. They knew Tracy had been in the skinny dog, so contacted staff at the public house and spoke with Rebecca Williams who worked there. She passed on Christopher May's mobile phone number. He had been spotted with Tracy Woodford on the night she had gone missing and his flat was a five-minute walk from the pub. At first, May was evasive, but eventually relented and told police his address. When officers arrived, he explained that the last time he saw Tracy, she was angry after he made advances to her under a bridge near the pub, and she told him to piss off. He seemed to be acting uneasy when answering the questions posed to him. His hands trembled, and his voice shook and broke. The two officers completed a search of the flat and were informed by Christopher that there was nothing in the bathroom. One of the officers remarked they could smell gone-off milk or cat's urine. When they pulled back the shower curtain, what they found would be later described as being from a horror film. Christopher May was remanded in custody while the investigation was ongoing. Wales police have confirmed that a person's body has been discovered at a flat in Rickard Street, which is in the Grig area of Pontypridd. They say a 50-year-old man has been arrested in connection with the death and is currently in police custody. Forensic teams are now trying to establish how and why she came to be found here. As part of the investigation, police teams are also searching a number of other locations, including the local rugby club. 
Tracy's family are being supported by specially trained officers as the investigation into her death continues. Joyce Cass, a local councillor, was interviewed and said, It's shocking news. These things are horrible for residents. When these awful things happen, people shouldn't live in fear. These sort of things are alien to us. When asked about her daughter and how she was coping, Tracy's mother would later say, Tracy led a simple life, which revolved around her family. She was happy doing her crosswords and wouldn't have hurt a fly. I miss her so much. I wake up in the morning and the first thing I think of is Tracy. Every day I just get by. I am surviving. Family, friends and neighbours spoke about how shocked they were. Massive concern, um, as I said, you know, the sorts of families that live here as well. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it is quite a close community, actually. Um, so it's, it's quite a shock to have it here on your doorstep. Um, mostly a newer, newer sister, but um, shocking, really. A neighbour of Christopher Mays was interviewed. She referred to him as Chris and said he kept himself to himself. Informed her neighbour had been arrested for murder, she said, I would be shocked if he has done anything. He didn't seem like that kind of man. After Christopher May was arrested, police were given an extra 36 hours to question him. He refused to answer detectives, only repeating the initial statement he gave to officers at his flat. Later that day, the police held a press conference. Detective Superintendent Paul Hurley appealed to anyone that had seen Tracy in the skinny dog or heard anything suspicious in the days leading up to her disappearance. The tragic events surrounding the death of Tracy Woodford, a 47-year-old lady from the Ridvelin area, has had a profound impact upon her family and the wider community, especially when you consider, consider the harrowing circumstances surrounding this death. Tracy was last seen at 12.45 by her family on Tuesday the 21st of April when she left home in the Ridvelin area. We know from inquiries that we've made that about 11pm on Tuesday the 21st of April, she was in the Skinny Dog public house in Pontypridd. She was in company with a male. And we know from inquiries that we've made that she left the premises shortly after 11pm. As part of an ongoing MISPR investigation, Officers attended Andrew's court at Rickard Street in Pontypridd. It was here, tragically, that we identified the dismembered body, body of Tracy Woodford. At that address, we arrested a 50-year-old man on suspicion of murder who is currently in custody. I'm appealing for anyone who may have information in relation to this investigation to come forward. There are well-established communities in the South Wales Valleys, and I know those communities will rally round and support Tracy Woodford's family and support our investigation. I'm appealing for anyone who may have information that were in the Skinny Dog public house between 9pm and 11pm on Tuesday the 21st of April 
that may have seen Tracy in company with a male person, or if you live or, are, or were in the vicinity of Rickards Street in Pontypridd around about 11pm on Tuesday the 21st of April and may have heard or seen something that you thought was suspicious to contact South Wales Police. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. As the rain fell, a heavy media presence descended on the flat. Police cordoned off Andrews Court, along with the rugby ground and the roads next to and under the railway line. Christopher May admitted he had hidden some of Tracy Woodford's body parts in an alcove in a storm drain near Pontypridd rugby ground. Two specially trained officers were dispatched to find them. In the darkness, they walked through over 100 metres of underground tunnels full of running water to a chamber where they soon discovered two empty pound stretcher plastic bags in which Tracy's DNA would later be found. A third bag set on a ledge in the drain contained the lower part of a torso. 
a human head was also discovered. Christopher May had hoped the remains would be washed out to sea. An initial post-mortem was completed on Sunday, April 26th. A definitive cause of death was still to be determined as officers were awaiting the results of further forensic testing, but traces of alcohol, codeine and paracetamol would later be found in Tracy's system. At the mortuary, Tracy's mother had to view her daughter's remains which had been pieced back together. When reflecting on the incident, she said, It was like I was living in a nightmare. I didn't want to believe what they were saying. I thought, what person would do something like this? What did he do to her? I stood over her crying. I didn't know what to do or say. I kissed her on the forehead and then I had to leave the room. Christopher May was charged with murder and on Monday, April 27th, he appeared before Merthyr Tidville magistrates. A sea of photographers caught a glimpse of May as he was being escorted to a secure vehicle dressed in a grey tracksuit and handcuffed to a prison custody officer. Though he did not enter a plea, he looked emotionless as he confirmed his name, date of birth and address. During the two-minute hearing, he was shoulder-to-shoulder with two security staff. His case was referred, and he appeared the following day via video link. Recorder of Cardiff Judge Ellery Reese oversaw proceedings, where May sat with his arms crossed, giving only one-word answers. He was expected to enter a plea in July, and a trial was set for October of that year. On Friday, August 7th, 2015, during a brief hearing at Cardiff Crown Court, Christopher May again appeared via video link. From Longlarton Prison in Worcestershire, May sat with his hands clasped tightly together. He looked indifferent as he stated his name. He entered a plea of not guilty for the charge of murder. Judge Rees confirmed May would remain in custody while awaiting trial. 50-year-old Christopher May, seen here at a previous hearing. He was accused in court of strangling and killing 47-year-old Tracy Woodford in a deliberate, brutal and vicious murder. The jury has been told that Christopher May admits that his actions were responsible for Tracy Woodford's death, but he denies murdering her. The trial at Cardiff Crown Court is expected to last two weeks. A jury of six men and six women were selected before Judge Justice Nicola Davis on Monday, November 9th, 2015. Christopher May admitted to causing Tracy Woodford's death, but insisted that he acted in self-defence. The judge warned the jury the evidence would be distressing. Acting on behalf of the Crown, Roger Thomas QC said, 
Tracy Elizabeth Woodford was strangled sometime between April 21st and 22nd. The defendant admits his actions were responsible in causing her death, but disputes his conduct amounts to murder. The prosecution says that this was a brutal, vicious and sexually motivated murder. After her death, she was mutilated and dismembered. These actions were carried out deliberately and methodically with the intention of concealing her body parts and thereby evading detection. Roger Thomas QC added, It seems that his expertise in a butcher's shop has been put to use on a human body. Later in court, Sergeant Stuart Williams and Constable Craig Gardner testified that they arrived at Christopher May's flat. He gave officers his account of the night Tracy Woodford died. Christopher May told them after a night in the pub, he thought he'd got lucky, so tried to cop a feel. Upset, Tracy shouted, piss off, and Christopher May then walked away. He informed Sergeant Williams and Constable Gardner that Tracy never even went to his flat. Christopher May was asked by the officers if they could look around his home. He agreed. They initially entered May's bedroom, and although untidy, they didn't identify anything untoward. When the officers entered the bathroom, they noticed a strong odour. At first, nothing looked out of the ordinary, until they pulled back the shower curtain. Sergeant Williams testified. I closed the curtain and double-checked to confirm what I saw. I could not believe my eyes. I described it as if someone had cut up a mannequin and placed it in the shower tray. I told Mr. May he was under arrest on suspicion of murder. He said, I know. Constable Gardner was visibly upset as he recalled the memory of finding Tracy's body. He said, I thought I was watching a horror movie. I've been in the police force 11 years. I've never had to deal with anything like this before. Christopher May was asked where the rest of Tracy's body was, and he bluntly responded, Some of her is in the cupboard and in the drain at Pontypreeth Rugby Club. May was taken in for questioning while the forensic officers worked the scene. They came across the upper part of a torso, which had been forced into a black Adidas rucksack. A thumb and four fingers were found in a handbag that contained Tracy's bank cards. Tracy's DNA was discovered on a mattress, a duvet and some gloves, all of which were bloodstained. A bra and a blue cardigan were found in a hallway cupboard. The implements used in the dismemberment included a saw, Stanley knife and secateurs. Forensic officers also found some rubber gloves, bleach and an unused condom. Christopher's toilet had been blocked with human remains. The results from the post-mortem confirmed that Tracy died from pressure to the neck which caused cardiac arrest. A pathologist, Derek James, who carried out a series of examinations on Tracy Woodford's remains, testified that dismembering a body in this manner required skill, and the person responsible would have knowledge or experience of cutting up animals. 
The pathologist went on to describe Tracy Woodford's injuries. He said, She did not have a mixture of old and new bruises. Almost all of them were fresh. He confirmed the injuries included bruising to the neck and the head, consistent with signs of a struggle. They were inflicted on Tracy when she was alive. The hemorrhages found in her eyes were consistent with someone that had been strangled. During cross-examination, Dr. James agreed with the defence's theory that some of the injuries might have been caused by someone repeatedly falling over, but said, there are places she has been injured that you don't really get from falls. Dr. Kim Edwards, a forensic scientist who also visited May's flat with Dr. James, testified that scissors found in Christopher May's shower were coated in a fatty residue. She believed this to be consistent with findings that they had been used to cut through human remains. DNA from Tracy Woodford was identified on a black-handed saw found at the scene. A trace amount of semen was discovered in a pair of women's underwear, however a full DNA profile could not be obtained. A further sample of semen was located on the body, and the chances of it belonging to anyone other than Christopher May was one in a billion. Christopher May would tell the court that while in the smoking area of the skinny dog, he first saw Tracy Woodford, though during his testimony he made no mention of how intoxicated she was. At odds with the initial account he gave police, he now claimed that he asked her to come back to his flat, and Tracy said yes. He also claimed that they kissed while on the way back to his home. He stated they had sex, both smoked a cigarette, and fell asleep. May testified that he was woken a few hours later by Tracy going through his wallet. The two then started fighting. May said, She came at me flailing with her arms. I tried to defend myself by stopping her. I got hold of her hands and pushed them away with my hands. She called me a fucking prick. I lost control. I don't remember then. Next thing I know, she was on the floor dead. I couldn't believe she was actually dead. I just sat on the couch and had a cigarette. As the sun rose and taking inspiration from a television show he had seen, Christopher May began to dismember Tracy Woodford's body. He was physically sick during the attempt. Christopher May was asked how he felt when the police arrived. He said, It was a mixed feeling. Relief, I suppose. Speaking about how he felt, he said, I am disgusted with myself. I can't apologise for it. I can't ask for forgiveness, can I? Prosecuting, Roger Thomas QC cross-examined Christopher May and asked him, Do you have any regard or remorse? Did you feel sorry for the victim? The defendant nodded saying he did, but Roger Thomas QC quickly replied, That didn't stop you dismembering her. May was asked by the prosecutor why he cut Tracy Woodford's fingers off, and he said, I thought it would stop DNA as there would be no fingerprints. Christopher May went on to say it was plainly apparent that Tracy came back with him of her own volition. 
Roger Thomas exclaimed that May was manipulating the facts before stating, you would denigrate that dead woman in any way you could to save your own skin. In his closing statement, Roger Thomas QC prosecuting claimed that the defence's argument of self-defence was a pack of lies and addressing the defendant directly, he said, You have sex with a woman, start to cut her up, and then sometime during that period, you decide now is a good time to watch a little bit of porn. Facing the jury, Roger Thomas continued, We submit these actions were committed by a defendant so determined, so cold-blooded that he can strangle a woman he barely knows to death. He dismembered her, left her remains in the bathroom, cut off her fingers, and carries on oblivious. Malcolm Bishop QC, who had been defending Christopher May throughout the trial, explained to the jury that Tracy Woodford was having a good time on the night she died, and went back to May's flat willingly. He also proclaimed it was only in a moment of blind panic the defendant lashed out to defend himself. Malcolm Bishop stated, No one wishes to be unkind or disrespectful to the deceased, but can there be any doubt she was extremely drunk and she was refused alcohol by three public houses? There's no criticism of Tracy as a result of that, but her intoxication is important in two ways. We saw her fall over a number of times. This may well account for some of the bruises on her body, not all of them. The second reason we suggest is this. When Tracy went from public house to public house, that gives us an insight into her life and state of mind. We remember the evidence of Rebecca Williams, the barmaid. She agreed Tracy seemed nervous, lonely and fragile. Her spirits lifted when she joined the trio. There was banter and laughter. Counsel for the defence then detailed what he believed happened when Tracy Woodford went to Christopher May's home. He said, They had listened to music, had a drink, had consensual sex, went to bed, and things went horribly wrong. Malcolm Bishop told the jury that after Christopher May had seen Tracy stealing from him, an argument erupted in which she made a disparaging remark about one of May's children. He said, She touched a raw nerve when she made that outburst. May loses control, puts pressure on her neck, and she dies. What happens afterwards can be explained by blind panic. As he concluded his closing argument, Malcolm Bishop stated, All the witnesses who knew the defendant had nothing but good to say about him. How can you reconcile the friendly, helpful guy with the picture painted by the prosecution? The prosecution must make you sure this defendant did not act in self-defence. The important question is what did he generally believe he was doing? Did he genuinely believe he was attacked and did he genuinely believe he was acting in self-defence? If that is right, the law says he must be acquitted because we are all entitled to act in self-defence. As the judge summed up the case, she stressed to the jury they must cast aside feelings of emotion and remain objective. 
facing the jury, she said. Undisputed is the fact that in the early hours of Wednesday, April 22, 2015, the defendant, Christopher May, strangled and caused the death of Tracy Woodford in his flat in Andrews Court, Pontypreth. The issue for you to decide is whether this was, as the prosecution allege, a brutal, sexually motivated murder by a sexually motivated predator on a fragile woman. Or is it, as the defence say, that Christopher May acted in lawful self-defence as Tracy Woodford came at him flailing with her arms when he caught her looking through his wallet? The prosecution must prove the defendant is guilty. The defendant doesn't have to prove his innocence. The prosecution must make you sure of it. Nothing less will do. If you are sure, you must return a guilty verdict. If you are not sure, you must return a not guilty verdict. She added, You must reach, if you can, a unanimous verdict. Following a two-week trial, it took the jury only 50 minutes to reach a unanimous decision. On November 18, 2015, Christopher May, who sat staring blankly ahead with his arms crossed, was found guilty of murdering Tracy Woodford. Cries and cheers echoed throughout the courtroom. After victim impact statements were read to the court, the aggravating and mitigating factors were heard from both the prosecution and defence. Roger Thomas QC acting for the Crown said that the starting point must be at least 25 years. He stated that if sexual intercourse took place in life it was non-consensual, and if it took place after death it was non-consensual. Addressing the judge, Malcolm Bishop QC arguing for the defence said, We submit the playing of a Westlife video is consistent with a couple having a relaxing time together. The forensic evidence is consistent with consensual intercourse. The evidence is not sufficient to enable your lady to entirely disregard the defendant's account. This was an unplanned meeting leading to a flash of anger with catastrophic results. As a further discussion took place around relevant case law, Malcolm Bishop QC quietly argued, A long period of imprisonment is inevitable and called for. Our simple submission is the sentence your lady must pass should not mean that the defendant can never hope to gain his liberty in his old age. Judge Davis sentenced Christopher May to life in prison and said he would have to serve a minimum of 28 years. Labelling Christopher May a dangerous sexual predator, the judge added, Your murder of Tracy Woodford was cruel, callous and determined. These same characteristics prompted you to dismember the body of Tracy and then deliberately conceal it. You did this for one purpose, to avoid detection for the murder you knew you had committed. The judge concluded, you embarked on this with little thought for your victim, and still less for that of her family whose grief for their daughter and sister was made more anguished by the grim dismemberment of her body. 
When or if Christopher May is released, he would remain on license for the rest of his life. Speaking after the verdict, Richard Killick, senior Crown Prosecutor for the Crown Prosecution Service said, Christopher May is responsible for a brutal heinous attack on Tracy Woodford. Having killed her, he compounded his dreadful actions by attempting to conceal her body in the most horrific circumstances and then concocting a story based on wicked and deliberate lies to explain what he had done. Detective Inspector Rob Cronick from the South Wales Police would later provide an interview to the press. Friday the 24th of April this year, I was on duty at Cockett Police Station actually, when I received a call uh, from the BCU in Pontypridd that uh, tragically a missing person had been found, but tragically she'd been found dismembered within an address in Pontypridd. And that then triggered a major crime investigation. The challenge for our search teams were what we're going to have to deal with on the recovery of, of body parts. This is an investigation that South Wales Police have never had to deal with, certainly in my 20 years of policing. May himself has shown no remorse, even at the time of, of, that, of the, the discovery of, of Tracy. He, he tried to trick the officers into believing that she wasn't in the flat in the first instance. I have no doubt that if they wouldn't have done what they did, certainly within the, the bathroom of the flat, that we would not have recovered Tracy's body. We could not have um, conducted this investigation without the help and support of two communities. The community of Rudvelin, uh, where Tracy is from, and where the family currently live, and the community of Pontypridd, because they've had to live through all of this um, certainly over the, over the course of the last seven months. But I want to really thank the family. It's, you know, they've showed immense strength to get through the, uh, this investigation to this point. But hopefully this now will provide some closure. The sentencing of, of Christopher May will allow the family to get on with their own lives. Clearly they will never forget what has happened to them, but at least this is the start of, of that process. So where are we now? Outside the courtroom, Tracy's siblings released a heart-wrenching statement, read on their behalf by Detective Constable Caff Brown, their family liaison officer. It read, No words can begin to explain what Christopher May has done to our family. His action on that night in April and over the following days with what he did to Tracy's body has destroyed us all. We simply cannot understand how anyone could treat another human being in this way. Tracy was a very kind, caring and loving person who didn't have a bad bone in her body. She wouldn't hurt a fly and was just a quiet, gentle soul. She was a devoted daughter to our mother Linda, a wonderful sister and sister-in-law and a great auntie to her niece and nephews. She didn't have much in the way of money or possessions but what little she had she loved to give to the three of them or would love to buy them some sort of treat just to put a smile on their faces. That always made her so happy. That's just the type of person she was. The statement went on to thank the police and family liaison officer before concluding. 
People say time is a great healer. We can honestly say that no amount of time will ever heal our pain or fill the hole that this monster has left in our family. We miss Tracy so much. Our lives will never be the same again. Thank you for listening and special thanks to our Patreon supporters. For more information, visit theywalkamonguspodcast.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.